Welcome, everybody, to the Seattle Sports Union Podcast. My name is Abraham DeWeese. Back with me once again are the soul man, Brian Solak, and Matthew Page. How's it going, guys? What's good? How are you? What's up? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Cosby Kids. That's that's. How how are you? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. How are you, Mister Deweese? I'm doing fine, especially considering sports is starting to come back. We've had um, an MLB draft this last week. We also got the release of the uh, MLS brackets for their World Cup style tournament that they're going to be holding. We also got a little bit of news in the NBA. So let's dig right into it and let's talk about your. Seattle Mariners, the hometown nine, and Matt's favorite GM of all time, Jerry Depoto. What did Jerry Depoto <laughs> give us? Well, he started off with his first round pick out of what? University of Georgia? Emerson Hong- Hancock. Great name. I, great name. <laughs> I love it. He, I know he, I, I, he fell to our lap, I believe, because a couple other teams took different players and people expected and this guy had uh, what's his, uh, in in college in his two and a half years in college he had 131 Ks to 21 walks. I mean, what, what a ratio right there! That just fits the mold of the pitching that they're looking for uh, in the organization. Um, he had he had he had an injury, I believe, going into this season, his junior year, but he still pitched decent. And I mean, people were trying to say that his stock is going down, but I call BS on that. I mean, the guy's money and I, I, if he can stay healthy, I, I, I don't know about a future ace. I said that earlier in the week, but I can see him being a number two or number three starter with his team. If we keep him. If we keep him, why, why would we keep him? Oh, because we have your favorite general manager. It is. He uh, may change his no. mind. All right. All right. Yeah, he tends right. to right. trade no, 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 a no. lot of guys. No, no, no. For the record, my, my favorite champ, my favorite GM of all time is Branch Rickey, okay? And that's self-explanatory. That's, I don't need to explain that. But I do have to say, I, I love Emerson Hancock. I I am sticking with thinking ace of our staff. Uh, he, obviously, you know, a lot of things can happen between now and then to make that not happen. But, uh, you know, I'm getting pretty excited about this college this college trend of, of drafting the, 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 you know, polished pitchers for us that, don't take a lot of time, and we'll they'll be ready to, to join our major league team pretty quick. Because man, the Mariners need starting pitching more than anything on the face of the planet. Um, the only the only major league caliber pitcher I see on our roster right now uh, from the starting rotation is Marco Gonzalez, and I don't view him as higher than a number three. And that's how bad it is. So, uh, but but Emerson Hancock, the dude dude knocks me down with some of his peripherals. Uh, he's with us his stats, um, he's got four pitches. He's got the makeup. He's got the attitude. He's he's a gem. I'm I'm really happy we got him. Okay, here's my question for you then, Matt. Um, I'm pretending I'm Jason Churchill. I'm going to ask you: What does this Mr. Hancock fall into the top five Mariner prospects, or is he top ten, or is he not worthy of being top ten just yet? Um. The problem is, is I'm seeing a difference in rating our prospects. Like for some reason, I mean, I wouldn't consider. It's, it depends on where you just draw the line of who's on the who's on the list. Is Kyle Lewis still on the list of of of, uh, of prospects? You know, some some places some people still have him on that list. 
Um, Evan White, he's not a prospect anymore because he, the first baseman is 100% his job. He's on a major league contract now. It's a done deal. Yes, he hasn't qualified yet as uh, you know as a non non rookie anymore at baseball, but level. But he's not really on that list. Um, top five. You've got Kellenek. You've got Rodriguez. You've got Marte. Yeah, I'd put him in the top five. Wow. Over I'd put him like, probably number five. Over George Kirby. Over Kirby. Over Logan Gilbert. Oh, over Gilbert. Wow. High, yeah. high praise there, buddy. Nice. Is I, that high uh, praise or is that damn, uh, damning on uh, DePoto? One would think yeah. that if you just brought in a guy who's now in the top five, that has very little to say, if not something bad to say, about the previous drafts that DePoto's had. Um. Not necessarily. We, I mean, we haven't had the 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 you know that level of high pick. Yeah, I mean, before really. Um, when was what 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 pick overall was Gilbert? What pick overall was Kirby? What late teens, I believe, early twenties. One of them. Yeah. One of them. <clears throat> so I mean, you know, I mean, I put I put Kellenek, Rodriguez, Marte. And I mean, I don't consider Evan White up there anymore. I don't consider him on a on a on a prospect list. Kyle Lewis isn't on a prospect list anymore. Okay, okay so this is a function of where we've drafted, and it has nothing to do with picking the gems. No, I think I think Logan the diamonds Gilbert, in the rough. No, I, I think what it is, I think. Logan Gilbert could is still going to be probably our number two or number three guy. I think Kirby's going to be a solid middle rotation dude and, and is an excellent pick as well. Um, these are they he had, those those picks are excellent. Are they? But it's a matter of a matter of there's a reason why the guys picked one through ten are the top ten prospects. And when we're not picking in the top ten, you're not going to get the top ten guys. Yeah, Dustin Ackley definitely was a number two overall pick. I agree. Uh, I, I agree with that. That's a, that's a, that's, there's a whole can of worms that I'm not going to touch that with. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the long story, and it has to do with right, the GM okay. that betrayed and lied on his resume and turned his back on analysis and lied and cheated his way to stay in office and ruined Mike Zanino's development uh, to try to save oh my his own God. If Oh, you, and saddled uh, us. If you can't get it. Oh my God! We've gone through an entire career of Zuni No, and you still don't spe- spe- pronounce his name right. Zuni No. I don't care. Not Z- there's He's no terrible. U. There's no U at the end. Stunted his growth of his bat. He's 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 half the player he could be. Wait a minute! Weren't and you the one that said that he had nothing to learn in the minors and needed to be in no, the majors? No. He had plenty to learn. I was in the against minors. him being promoted. I was against him being promoted when he was. Mm. He was promoted, Sounds he was like revisionist history he, here. No, he was promoted. He was promoted to save Depoto's butt, and then they went and they spent two hundred and forty million dollars that they shouldn't have, uh, or twenty six hundred sixty million dollars uh, that they shouldn't have on a on a second baseman that I don't like and never never rooted for. Oh, yeah, I see. So you're dangling, you're dangling the keys. Look at look at Robinson Cano over here. Don't don't uh, don't look at uh, my point. I, no, well, my point was overall that that. 
you say I love that GM, and the first you do. like you do. No, I, I, I don't. That. <laughs> I don't. The first three months, he 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 hired the right people. He said the right things. He did the right moves, and then he changed his whole philosophy and went back to what he what apparently he really was. And it came out later on. He had lied on his resume. He had, he had, he had cheated and, and lied in other ways. He was he was not a great guy. And I am allowed to change my mind when new information comes into the fold. It's 2020. You're not allowed to go back on anything. <laughs> uh, okay. You will be damned for anything that you said 20 years ago on on any form of media. That's that's today's okay. world, Matt. Um, I, didn't, it, I didn't use social media back then, so well, doesn't matter. Okay. Even if you said it, like you know. In in passing, uh, you know, in passing at a bar, you, you must be held uh-huh. to it. You well, must... I know that that applies to you. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, no, it totally applies to me. I don't get things wrong though. All right, number uh-huh. well, <laughs> number two. Wait, 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 real quick. What? Hancock, <laughs> Hancock, I, I put him number. I'll, I'll give him a fifteen rating, number fifteen for our prospects because till he hits the field, I don't think he's top five. Had to throw that in there. Uh, you're trying. You're, you're helping provide a smokescreen for something that Abraham just said. That <laughs> I don't think you really realized what he said. Oh no, I maybe really. I didn't. <laughs> he said that he never makes mistakes. Not on draft picks. <laughs> I've never drafted one uh, bad player. All in fantasy. <laughs> I won my fantasy league. I won four hundred bu- or four hundred bottle caps last year. <laughs> finish, finish number one in fantasy. So, Christian McCaffrey, uh-huh. Christian McCaffrey, that right here, that's mind football. of a genius. That's yeah. Mind uh, of a that's genius. Football. football. <laughs> Anybody oh. could have told you Christian McCaffrey was going to run and, and score touchdowns. Come on. <clears throat> so, like, I, so, like, I believe in the standings in our fantasy baseball. I'm ahead of you in our division. Yeah. Well, it's not fantasy, but you that's know. another topic of discussion. I still believe is. Something's going on here, but <laughs> why there's so many delays in in between days we play games. So That's yeah, your your lazy commissioners are just, <laughs> yeah. It slows it slows me down, gets my players hurt because they try to stay in shape. Oh, okay. So you're saying now that that simulating games <laughs> exactly is hurting your simulated players. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay, lazy commissioners. Let's talk about lazy draft picks. And that would be the okay. second round pick out of Texas A&M, Zach Deloach. Uh-huh. Yeah, tell us about uh, the, uh, the the barrage of Cape Cod players that came to our team. What, what about this guy? Well, the reality is this was, a, this was obviously a, a, a strange draft because of the coronavirus situation. So the, all the college games, college seasons, um, were cut short, obviously. They weren't able to play the full season because they uh, uh, they were all shut down. And so the amount of scouting that would normally happen wasn't even close to be able to happen. So players who had played in like Cape Cod League or other premier um, wood bat, uh, call it, you know, summer collegiate leagues um, were able to, you know, be more visible, had, had been more visible recently recently and uh so they they got more attention and as a result there's a higher percentage of them drafted uh so that may not that i don't know if that's the sign of a future trend um but it's it's definitely how this year went with with the minimal uh minimal scouting that happened 
But uh, with Zach Deloach, I actually really like this pick secretly, quietly. And I guess I'm not being secretly or quietly. No, you're right you're now. putting this all over the internet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> as far as secret, um, quiet. I, I I really do. <laughs> He took until he took until uh, he went to Cape Cod League to really kind of break out. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't he had two two off years with uh, with Texas A and M, uh, and but but when he went to the when he went to the uh, the Cape Cod League and he switched to the Wood Bats, he showed some serious hitting. He won the batting title that year, um, last year over over beating out uh, Nick Gonzalez, who was. Everyone was projected to be our number one pick. The guy you hate, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. I never said I hated him, but okay. Um, and uh, you know, he, he impressed everyone. And I, 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 I've, I've been watching clips and footage of him, reading up on his uh, on his stats, and 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 taking a closer look at this pick. And and the more I do, the more I like it. Um, I think he will probably wind up in a corner. Uh, out in the outfield, but he, uh, you know, he might, might, if he has a chance to stick it in a center, he really enhances his value. So with that said, I, with that said, I, I like the pick. I don't love the pick. Obviously. I mean, if every draft you reach for players, especially this year with what you're saying with COVID and then less scouting short seasons. Um, I think there are better better players out there that we should have went for in, in the second round. But I mean, this guy did have a hell of a season for the Cape Cod um, last summer. I mean, the creme de la creme that's of summer baseball for college players, rich history there. Um, I can see him as a future center fielder. The guy does get on base, but I just, how, how old is he? Is he 21? Is that, uh, anybody out? I think that's right. Yeah. It sounds right, yeah. I just hope we don't screw him up like we do with 90% of our minor leaguers. I mean, right now, I don't, I, we'll wait and see. I don't. He's not a high prospect on my list, but I'm, I'll be rooting for the kid because I, I like his bat, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Out of McLennan Community College, number 64th overall, comes Connor Phillips. What do you guys think of Connor Phillips? That was a reach. I'll start. That was a reach. Um, the kid is 19. He's got some. He's got two plus pitches. I know, and his fastball is up there. He's got a slider. He's working on. Um, they say he's more. If you had to compare him between a high schooler and a college player right now, he's more. He's got more high school stuff. So this is this is a kid that they're going to need to nurse along real slowly, in my opinion, to give him some time to mature in the system. I, I hope he does well. I saw some videos of him. I mean, he looks impressive, but just from what I've read about him, it, it's going to take time to get him where we want him to be, possible middle of the rotation. If if we chose the right player, he'll he'll be like a third or a fourth pitcher. Um, I I'm not as high, I'm not very high on this guy. I you know he's a he's a JUCO like he said he's a. Um, he was drafted last year by the Blue Jays, but he decided to go to back to uh, college, and he wasn't going to go to L- he was going to go to LSU, and then he just said, "No, I'm going to go to Duco, so that I'm eligible to be drafted again." And he went higher than than uh, where about where he wanted to be picked. So he's got some little balls, if you ask me. 
But uh, yeah, he he's got a, he's got an amazing fastball, but it's just I don't know if he's got the stuff the elsewhere. Some of the some of the people some of the things I've been reading uh, potentially put him maybe he might be a better fit, um, once he fills out physically because yeah he's he's nineteen uh, maybe when he fills out better and, and he gets add some more muscle um, he might slot in the to the end of the bullpen I don't know um, there's a lot to project here because he's so young. But he does have that live arm, and it's exciting to watch. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a little bit of a reach at third round. Or, actually, second round compensatory round. Okay. Uh, you said compensatory in my head for some reason. I thought you said alpha centauri pick. And I was thinking to myself, wow, we got a, <laughs> we, we got a guy from another unit, from another galaxy pitching for us. Yep. That'd be great. Um, we might. You never know. I've been waiting for somebody to pitch out of the wor- out of this world on this stupid team for the last twenty years, other than Felix Hernandez. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if this nineteen year old is going to be doing it anytime soon at the major league level. No, he's he's going to take some time. All right. <clears throat> the next pick uh, is the second Oklahoma State Cowboy in the Mariner system. Uh, first one being F- former Everett Aquasocks Donnie Walton. Now we got Kaden, uh, I'm probably going to butcher this name, Polkovich. Close enough. Good enough, yeah. Uh, I, he is another Cape Cod sensation, I believe, from last summer. Um, what did I say? He was like third-team All-American. I don't know if that was last year or this year. I don't, you know, I don't know how they could do All-American for a short season. <laughs> um, he's pro- They projected him more of a six- to ten-round guy. So, again, I mean, this is another reach, but. The, obviously, the MC something in this kid. Uh, personally, I think this guy, you know me, I'm a Dustin Pedroia fan, so I see a little bit of Dustin Pedroia in this guy. He's a small contact hitter with limited power, but he could surprise. I mean, I'll be rooting for him. I, I, I like kids like this who, who who they they take a, you know, they reach for, but I think there's potential there. I mean, only time will tell. You think he's scrappy? I do think he's scrappy. I think. The, um, who was the guy who was an angel for a long time? Who was scrappy? Who, who had no business really being in the majors, but somehow he hit. And, oh yeah, David X nine. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He, he's gonna be scrappy like that. That uh, could be, or or like the muddy chicken that Pedroia's nickname. The um, muddy chicken. The muddy chicken. The muddy okay. chicken. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, All right. So um, a mud hen. <laughs> Anyways, let's let's hear your opinion, Matthew Page. Yeah, um, tell us about, like, about Scrappy Doo. Go for it, Scrappy Doo. <laughs> uh, he's 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 versatile. He's all over the place. He's he's uh, he can hit. Um, whether or not he can hit enough, I, I I'm not 100 percent sure. But uh, this is a guy that you know he's worked. He works his butt off. And and uh, he'll earn it. Um, maybe he turns into a utility infielder for us. Uh, maybe he turns into our future second baseman. I don't know, but he's uh, he's definitely uh, he's definitely a good pick. Uh, I, I like I like that attitude. I like I like players that'll work hard for it. You know. Do you like That's players cool. who were kicked out of the University of Kentucky because Caden was kicked out of college? Yeah, I know that. And there's uh, he's. 
definitely there's a great interview online you can i'll have to send you the link out when um that uh he he you know he's upfront about his mistakes and he's you know he's grown as a human being and learned like, everyone deserves a second chance why not all right no concerns uh no that i mean that's that's just talk right i guess we'll have talk. to see I, we'll have to see what happens yeah I mean, Kentucky, they're a basketball university anyways with a bunch of, <laughs> I'll, I'll shut my mouth after that, but you see what happens there. You need to so. start, so like, you need to start liking SEC baseball because this Jerry DePoto only seems to draft SEC players. Well, we have some questions we were supposed to talk about later, but I, I'm definitely, I think moving forward, going to get more involved in college baseball. So <laughs> starting, starting next year for sure. All right. Okay. So we'll we'll have to see on him, uh, but but the best draft uh, best draft pick that we had, the one that uh, everybody's gonna love. Every last fan, every last Mariners fan is gonna love this guy, Tyler Keenan. Tell us about the third baseman out of Ole Miss. I disagree with your opinion there. I think no, he is from Ole Miss. He did go to that college. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's not an opinion. That's a fact. <laughs> Okay, that's the only thing I'll agree with you. Um, <laughs> the, the guy got the power, um, but to me, he looks like a future Daniel Vogelbach. He, oh, he can't play, oh, can't no. play defense. He, 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 he stumbles when he walks. He, he, he might play first base just because of the power that he has and the limited defense that he can play. But right now, I, he's the, the next Dan Vogelbach. That's Mark my words. Oh, boy. Did why you do? Did you do be... something to you personally? Like why? Why do you have to use? Why do you have to use those dirty words of Dan Vogelbach <laughs> when referencing him? It's, I mean, is it because he's six four two fifty? I mean, it, I mean, why why can't why can't he be the next big poppy? I mean, yeah, he's not going to be the next big poppy. He's not even I, close. Wow. All right. I mean, you don't know that. Are you psychic? Do you I have am... a time machine? <laughs> Maybe I do have a time machine, but that's not the point. He's, well, then, then my question to you is, why aren't you sharing this time machine? <laughs> it's because of the, the, we the, can the, make some money, you know. I mean, well, I'm, I'm just saying. Well, we have to social distance right now, so I'm not sharing it. But oh, uh, okay. So, so like, the guy, the guy, the guy is clumsy on his feet. I don't think I don't see them fixing that problem. He might turn into be a great DH, but right now, Dan Vogelbach is who I compare to. So what we learned in that statement was that. Your time machine is smaller than six feet. <laughs> okay. All okay. Right. All right. Okay. Well, uh, I I I like this guy I, as as Abe predicted. Um, I really do. Uh, he's got he's got the power. He's got quick hands. Um, he does the glove, but he and I've watched some of him his his fielding. He he's not going to stay at third base. That's absolutely that's 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 pretty true. Um, but you know, first, although, you know, we, we've got white there who will probably be firmly entrenched before long, um, which will, we'll, we'll, we're going to have an opening at DH, won't we? Um, and there are other ways to get a guy out of field. Um, but you know, if his bat is that good, uh, I like it. I, 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 I think he's got one of the best, uh, he had one of the better, uh, power tools in the draft and, uh, but there are, you know, obviously there, there are concerns about him for other things. But I, uh, I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm on board. You're on board. 
Yeah. All right. So with the last pick, the Mariners took a guy out of Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. And his name is Taylor Dollard. What do you guys think of this control the strike zone type of guy? He might make a dollar for his career, but I don't see much of a future with this kid. He missed missed a lot of bats the last couple of years, I believe I read. The strikeouts to walks was pretty decent, but they they don't project him as a future starter. Possible if if he makes it to the bigs, it'll be as a relief pitcher. So, well, and hope Cape, for the best of this kid. Sorry, go ahead. And Cape Cod League, yeah, he was used as a reliever. He was used as a reliever in the Cape Cod League at a one point five five ERA over seventeen innings with get this. 27 Ks to one walk. Awesome. That's George Kirby level numbers of control. Okay. That's, that's, you know, in a relief role, that's, that's a relief ace. That's a guy you could, you could put there at the, you know, your nine or your eight, you know, inning and, and and not worry about. Um, I, you know, yeah, you don't, normally there isn't much value placed on these kind of guys, uh, but they can make or break teams. Um, so I, I like the pick personally. I honestly, I, I like I like pretty much every pick they made. I'm gonna be up front. I I, I am very happy with the draft overall. Uh, the person I'm lowest on is probably Connor Phillips. That's about it. I what would you rate the draft? I, right now, I would give it B minus, just because we have Hancock. B minus because of Hancock. Is yeah, but lower because of him, or it's higher because of it's him? higher because of him. Otherwise, I would. It, had we gotten somebody else, we might be looking C C minus. But right now, I give it a. Who was the shortstop that almost fell to us but went to the Blue Jays instead? Oh, the best dude, prospect in the draft. Oh, that that would have gotten us an A. <laughs> yeah, no matter what. Yes. Um, no, I I give it I give us an A minus top to bottom. Uh, <laughs> Um, I think we did very well. I think we picked players that, that uh, have good, good upsides and good work ethics and and uh, potentially have a future in our season. Okay. What about you, Abe? What's your uh, quick review of the draft? Well, like pretty much everybody in the world, I don't really watch the, the Major League Draft. Um, there's no way we can tell about these guys until we see them at Everett next year. I mean, like it's it's – speaking of which – are we going to see any of these guys at Everett next year? Do we know what's going on? Are some of these guys just going to be going to like Peoria in the fall? Or uh, it, I'm very confused, and we're not getting a lot of we're not getting a lot of uh, direction from anybody as to where uh, Major League Baseball is placing their players. The short answer is no one knows. Yeah, for sure. That's the short answer. The reality is. Um, we might see Connor Phillips next year in Everett, but everyone else should probably start out higher than Everett. I agree. Although it also, it also matters if Everett goes full, full season a, that's that also, that's the other wrinkle. And, and is West Virginia gone for sure? That's the, that's the other wrinkle is West Virginia gone. And then we're single a, and then, uh, Modesto would be high a, um, I don't know. So, well, does that uh, start next year? The contract expires at the end of this year, so it would, it would start next year. Yeah. Okay. So, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, hang on. Modesto would not be. It'd be high. Eh? 
Or they'd be in no, A with us. Yeah, they? they'd be in A with us. So Yeah, so it'd be, it'd be us, I guess, yeah. Okay, so we potentially could see some of these guys. So, yes, we could potentially see, yeah, maybe more than a few of these guys. Maybe some, maybe all of these guys. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, probably not Probably not Connor Phillips, though, because um, he most likely will get a longer, you know, look at a lower level like Peoria. But then again, you know, we don't know we don't know the structure of the league that's going to happen next year in terms of how the minors are going to be laid out, and we don't know even at this point if there is going to be. I mean, let's let's just let's be one hundred percent honest. We don't even know there's going to be a season next year at this point still. So minor league season. So yeah, I mean it's it's all up for grabs and we don't know. All right, uh, last word on the draft. Why does Matt hate Nick Gonzalez? former New Mexico State Aggie. Yeah, I want to know why. DJ Peterson, that's why. You, you hate Nick Gonzalez because you hate DJ Peterson? Oh, I didn't, I didn't say I hated DJ Peterson. I, I just said that uh, I, I, DJ Peterson is the last New Mexico Aggie or whatever, New Mexico State Aggie um, to, to be drafted in the NLB at a high level or whatever. And um, he was obviously a bust, um, but there's no real reason to compare him. Uh, I, I just, you know what, I, you know what, I, looking more and more at him, I saw him as a, a low floor or a low, a low ceiling, high floor guy, which is he'll come in and he'll be a regular, an MLB regular for you, but he's not really going to go to any all-star games. He's not going to really you know, carry a team at all. He's not going to be that star that you need maybe at the first round overall, you know, um, useful player, good player. But the honest truth is, is we needed pitching and we were lucky Hancock dropped to us and we needed him more, a lot more. I hold nothing against Mr. Gonzalez. I'm sure he's a wonderful human being. I think I got a text from you saying that he's just one of these guys that hits at high elevation. There is that too. That's yeah. all okay. he does. Uh, you, okay, you want to bring attention to that. And but, he, then, uh, but then he set the Cape Cod league hitting, on fire. He's been hitting at three thousand three hundred and something feet his whole career there at New Mexico State. That's so half of his career. Thin air. Um, what about and, the road games. Okay, the road, the, the independent. <laughs> okay, yeah, but independent, independent from the Cape Cod league. The one what what everyone talks about is the six home runs in one weekend that he did. And they bring that up, and the reality there was is it was against I'm forgetting who it was. It was some scrub college oh, that was God. rated one of the worst leagues, worst colleges in the in the in the system. So it doesn't count. Uh, so it doesn't. It's not as impressive it as it was. The pitching was really really bad. Uh, yeah, okay, um, so you still got Yeah, you still got to hit it over the fence. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, that's true. Let's move on. He projects to double power. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Matt hates the MVP of the Cape Cod League. Got it. Sure. Um, dra- <laughs> but I like I like the guy who won the batting title. We signed him. All right. So the guy that's better than that guy you like? Yes. Okay. In your opinion? No, I don't. I, guy that's better. Than <laughs> so the Excuse, so the guy, guy so the guy that's better than the guy who you think is better is better than the guy you think is better, right? Just answer the question, Matt. It's not that hard. 
<laughs> you just talked in a big circle and intentionally made that opaque, but okay. The draft, uh, <laughs> the draft this year looked like it was all college players with, you know, Cape Cod experience. Seems extremely conservative, and you know, for the for Jerry Depoto, I get it. I mean, that's his mantra is not taking a chance. But anyway, um, what do you guys think about the entire major league, like as a whole, doing that? Whatever happened to these high school players and taking a shot at those guys? I personally, with the high school players this year is, is different. I mean, they have five rounds, and the, a lot of these teams need immediate help. They're, they they don't know if they're going to sign it. They don't want to waste a draft pick on a high school player that high if they if there's a good chance he's going to go straight to college. I mean, with five rounds, they got to they got to get five good quality players to sign with the team. I mean, I, I get why they went to the Cape Cod League to look at it because. Only the best, I mean, most of the best college players in the play summer ball there every year, and they didn't have much tape to look at for, you know, for the 2020 season. So, I mean, I, it makes total sense why they, more college players were drafted in the first round than high school. It's just too risky. That's absolutely the the the, the true the truth right there. Yeah, he um, uh, they have they had a they only had five picks. They didn't have 40 like they usually do, and. Mm-hmm. And they needed to make every single pick count because then come undrafted free agent time, they're on the same level with everyone else. And they're, I mean, yeah, you know, the Yankees have some pull and can go, hey, you want to come play for the Yankees or do you want to go play for the Baltimore Orioles? Well, I'd rather go play for the Yankees, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, you want, to, you want to make those five count and you want to make them good. And, and college players are more projectable because they've had, they have a bigger body of work. Um, they've been scouted longer, theoretically, and um, the Cape Cod League, yeah, is a top-notch, you know, it's a wood bat league, so you see how they handle the, the wood bats compared to the, you know, the metal in college, and, um, um, you know, it's just, it, I think at this point it was, it was, it was conservative picks because they had to be, they had to be, because they didn't have that many picks, and they didn't have a, a the the body of the broad body of knowledge they usually have with the amount of scouts going out and watching every single game and so forth. So they were they they, they limited the scope and limited the risk. Uh, I I take contention with they had to be. They just choose not to be. They chose to be conservative. And that's fine. I mean that I mean they're my opinion is they're turning college into an unofficial minor league uh, to try to replace. The, in my my personal opinion, the criminal way that they've destroyed a bunch of minor league franchises, um, uh, yeah, and that's that's where I think the MLB is going. What do you guys think? I agree with I do agree with what your what you, your opinion, what you just said. I mean, I mean they're getting like you said they're criminally getting rid of a lot of these minor league towns, unfortunately, but. but <laughs> College going to college to play baseball is going to be more important. I mean, this year you're going to have a lot of people going back to school because they're not going to find the, you know, they're not going to be able to go play minor league baseball somewhere or they're not going to get that contract offer that they thought they would. So why not go back for their senior year yeah. and see what, see what happens? I mean, next year they're going to 20 rounds instead of five, obviously, but it's not the normal 40 rounds. But th- this is moving forward. I, MLB's is, college baseball is going to be more more competitive. It's going to be more fun to watch, and like you said, it's going to it's going to be a minor league. It's going to 
kind of be like the minor leagues. I mean, you, this is where you get most of your quality players. I mean, there's a few international signings you might get once in a while, but th- th- this is the future of your franchise here. So, well, like, the problem so like with back that. The, oh, hang on, I got a select like question. So, like back in the day, talking about the '80s, the '90s, college was what a player would use as a threat if a team didn't give more money. Example: A Rod. A Rod threatened to go to the University of Miami unless the Mariners gave him a big boatload full of money. Correct. What do you think about what do you think about that? The end of that era. <sighs> Good, good riddance. I mean, I don't. I remember that area. Obviously, that was in our prime age before we got started to get old. But come on, it's it's not it's not going to happen anymore. I mean, these they're 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 moving forward in the future. There's still going to be limited draft picks to where teams are not going to want to take a chance on getting these high school players because it. I, I, these high school players are going to th- pull an A-Rod and say, you give me more money. I mean, I know there's a cap for every draft pick they try to establish every year, but it's still going to happen. But I Let me, let me rephrase the I, question, and Matt, you can chime in if you want as well. The I, th- I think what I'm trying to get at is there is no longer, for an 18-year-old, you no longer have any agency in how you're going to manage your career and the major leagues have taken that away. And I'm just kind of curious, you know, what, you know, do the, does major league baseball have these kids, you know, kind of over a barrel, like, like the NFL does with college football players? Yes, they do. And I don't see an issue with that. Okay. Matt, uh, okay. Yeah. I see a big issue with that. I, why? Uh, well, I, 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 I usually side with, uh, with labor. I, 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 I traditionally do. I'm a union guy. What can I say? I, I think people, players should have a little more say, and I don't think they should be, uh, you know, a drafting I understand, but I don't think they should be signed to these long contracts and set values and, and, and long contracts where they basically work at slave wages at the major league level until they're already like 28 or whatever, when they can finally go on and decide their, their career. I think, I think if anything, um, the players' union and 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 uh, and and everyone should be fighting to, to reduce that six-year BS and and uh, um, allow these players to yeah okay you get you're, you you know you come out of Michigan you get drafted by the Toronto Blue Jays and say you only play three years for the the Blue Jays and then you can go on to wherever you want. I don't know. I get a little worried. But, I get a little worried because. There were zero Puerto Ricans taken, and typically, I mean, this is just looking at historical data, uh, uh-huh. a good Puerto Rican player gets drafted rather than going to college. It, that That's typically the way that happens. Same with Canadians. You know, it's not, it's not, a, it's not an issue of anything other than, same with Dominican Republic. It just tends yeah. to be those kids don't go to an American college. They come right out of their out of their uh, high school ranks and three Canadians got drafted out of high school, zero Puerto Ricans. And I don't think any Dominicans, but to be fair, Dominicans usually go to an Academy. So that's not their yeah, normal. They, that's not their normal yeah, they, path. Um, they'll go to the, their, their league there. Like with like the Mariners have an Academy down a team down there. So I'm just a little 
concerned that players are getting, you know, American players are getting forced to go through college, even if they're not really interested in doing that. I mean, it's, it's very, it just got harder to get drafted out of high school. Well, I think this is a one-off time. I don't think the five, the five round draft is going to stick around. I think we'll go back to maybe not full 40, but we'll go back to a higher number draft in the future. And, and in, I don't, I think, I think it's really just a symptom of, of this year when we didn't have the ability um, to travel overseas to, or, or, or anything like that to, to, to scouts. We didn't have scouts. Scouts are normally all over the country all year, you know, scouting these guys and profiling them and, and building up these big, you know, thick files that they then send to the, the front office and the front office might glance at it. Yeah, but the, tr- <laughs> but, the trend, but the trend was, I don't know, about 15 years ago, Billy Bean kind of was at the forefront of this of drafting college players because they came yeah. to the major leagues faster um, and there's less risk. DePoto does that. And a lot more GMs are doing that. Um, that's so, just smarter valuing your, what you're going to get. It's I not mean, smarter. It's not smarter. It's risk aversion. Um, yeah, that's sm- smarter. No smarter. Smarter is getting the best talent regardless of where they come from and what system they went through. That's smart. No, it's, it's smarter. It, it, it's both, but it, it risk aversion is being smart. It's no. making sure you're avoiding, you're avoiding unnecessary risk. No, you've got not. a guy who's got a more projected timeline, more projected stats and, 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 and career. You can, you can, you can estimate better what or project better what he's going to be than some kid that has never played any college or anything outside of high school. And he may have been in that one team in the, in the district that was five times better than everyone else. And so he's hitting with, you know, some three and five hitters that are amazing. And, you know, maybe he's, you know, not going to really be that good. I find this utterly ridiculous. So if there's the next Ken Griffey Jr. or A-Rod out there in this, this year, nobody drafted him is what you're telling me? I'm telling you they may not have worried about risk. Yeah, it's possible. And no, here's the thing. It's not not just because of that. It's not just because of that. It's because there weren't any scouts out there traveling and going Excuse me. To all those high school games, you don't think they didn't that they have were, the profile on those guys. You don't think they've been scouting high schoolers for years now? They've been scouting high schoolers. No, you don't. You can only draft them when they're a senior. Understood. And but so you're you tracking them. them. You have to see them there that year. Well, they didn't play a, a season this year. Yeah, but you're tracking. And, you're tracking these players for a long time, and this is a trend that's been growing. Forget this year. I'm talking about for the last several years. More. Major League Baseball teams, if you look at the stats, if you look at the numbers, look at the historical data, they've been drafting college uh-huh. players in at, in a attempt for risk aversion, and it's not, it's not smart. It's not smart. Yes, it is. No. It's smart. Nope. Yes, it is. It's a better business plan. It's not a better because business you will plan. Have, you will have, you're, looking for yes, low ce- you're looking for low ceiling players, high high floors. You should be, you should be mixing no, that. Not, you should be mixing that. that. You should be mixing that with also jumping on the next big thing. And that's what that's what smart GMs do. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. In, in the minors, in the minors, you have like a point zero three percent right now of ever making the majors when you get drafted. It doesn't matter when you get drafted. You have a you have a tiny tiny chance of making it all the way to the bigs and actually sticking there and actually making a real impact. Okay. 
that, that by by focusing on college players, by people that have more projectable timelines and more projectable careers potentially, they are finding players that will ha- that instead of that point zero zero three, they now have a point zero five percent or something like that. So they have players that are statistically more likely to hit. You know how many number one overall five star amazing. He's the next A-Rod players have been drafted that turned into complete flops. Thousands and thousands and thousands of them. No, there's only been about 100 Risk number aversion one is smart. So it's not thousands. Of, okay, well, not first round. For our first, first you overall, said first overall. Saying, <laughs> okay, not first overall. But th- those players that are supposed to be, oh, my God, amazing, the best, best, best ever, whatever, you know, that have busted. Thousands of players have not have, have not have failed, and it's not necessarily you know a, a bad thing on them. It's you know maybe they you know whatever. The, each situation is individual, but the point is it is smart for these for these these organizations, especially in a year like this year. But outside this year, it's still overall smart for them to go, hey, let's go for guys that are more likely to actually make it to the system and contribute at the major league level. Yes, they're still taking. They're still they may still take that shot. Uh, at that high school player, but they're not. It's not their main focus anymore. Their main focus is getting players that they know will make it through the system and will actually contribute on a major league level. And that's smart. That it's is not, not smart. Dumb, you're like you're, you're assigning a value of in- intelligence to a person that doesn't want to take a shot. That's like the person. You know, I go back to the whole. You know, the whole college thing with a Rod. It it was smart of the Mariners to give that money to a Rod and pull him out of college. That's smart. The risk averse thing would have been to say, oh, we can't spend the money on A-Rod. So, like, you've been a little bit quiet on this one. Let's get your opinion on this. <laughs> I, I was just enjoying what you guys are saying. I, I, eating some popcorn just sitting back. Come well, on. you enjoy listening to Matt being wrong for five minutes? Nobody enjoys no, that. I listening to you I want, being wrong. I want to talk about your question about the zero Puerto Rican players. I mean. Yeah, that's a concern this, of mine. This, Go for it. It, it is a concern, but this year maybe there wasn't top five round talent this year. Maybe they're going to go out and sign them and, you know, the, as a free agent. I mean, Puerto Rico. No, we do need well, to keep an eye on the undrafted free agents. That, that is a thing. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. I mean, that's a possibility. I, why, 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 I mean, Puerto Rico, no offense, but what, what other sports are they good at? Mostly they're baseball players, right? I mean, I think this year is just a – uh, abnormality or whatever the word is. I mean, next year you'll start seeing more. It'll go back to normal. I mean, they are, they have already said it's going to be 20 rounds next year. That's They're not going to go any higher than that. And another thing, I mean, I, I was reading a bunch of articles. I know Puerto Rico is part of the United States, but what are the chances of possibly maybe having these kids be become a part of the international free agent pool down the road? I mean, there's a – where teams can just go after these kids along with the Dominican Republic and Venezuelan and, you know, sign them when they're 16, 17 years old. I mean, don't you think is there a possibility that could happen? I mean, no. I, I don't think it's a concern for this year. No, anyway, Port- Puerto mean, Ricans are Americans. They're, 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 they have the ability to travel freely in America. And they additionally, um, a lot of them end up in, a lot of them end up in, you know, big cities in America and end up going to high school there. I, I don't see them being considered international. The labor rules probably prohibit it. Understood. But I, I just, I mean, if 
if this was an issue next year, then I think you bring up a great point about it. But I just think it's just an abnormality this year. I don't, I don't think it's a concern. I mean, I, I think I, it's a concern. I, I find it really hard to believe, you know, that there is zero good Puerto Rican players. I, it's, well, it's, 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 it's goes back to this whole risk aversion thing. Um, Matt, the only thing I'll agree with you on is in the, in the season that got abruptly shortened, you know, for high school seniors. Yeah. There's not much, there's not much film on them, but they do scout these guys. They do scout these kids all the way from 13, 14 years old. That's not, that, that that's not a, you know, pie in the sky thing that, that does happen. Anyway, let's go, um, let's go ahead and move on. I, will, I, I want to add one more thing. No, one more thing. One oh, more thing. Geez. All right. Um, so I touched on it and it, it may be very true that this year, just this year, maybe there, maybe there was uh, no potential prospects out of Puerto Rico in the top five rounds. You know, there was there was a lot of like there was like you like you're commenting like you're saying there was a lot of bias towards college bat and Cape Cod League players and Huge. all that stuff this year. Huge. And so there were a lot of players that like like a couple of the Mariner picks. I mean, where they were definitely picked before, like where everyone had them rated. And so forth. And there was, I mean, hell, the third overall pick was a guy that, like, everyone was like, wow, he was like a fourth rounder. Um, so uh, my point is there maybe, there, maybe maybe there was some really good Puerto Rican guys, but they were all slotted at, like, you know, early sixth round or, or so forth. And now they will be filling out the undrafted free agent ranks. Yeah, I don't three, know. We're three, keep an eye on that. three Canadians got drafted out of high school, zero Puerto Ricans. Yeah, I think your mouth is. A little bit off there, but we're going in circles, and uh, we'll just have to continue to look at the trends. And I think the best, the best, ne- the next best trend is the GM who bucks this existing stupid trend of risk aversion. Anyway, moving on. Red Sox drafted Dustin Pedroia's replacement, Nick York. Is that correct, Brian Solak? That is correct. Um, I, it was a bit of a reach, as we all know. I mean, he's just a kid, but. He's got a lot of. I mean, he's got the great eye for the for the, you know for when he's at the plate. He's he's a hustler. He's um, can play defense. Again, it was a reach, but I think with their new GM Heim Bloom, I think this guy see. I mean, he came from Tampa organization. This guy knows talent when he sees it, and uh, I mean, I, I think we'll see this guy in the majors about four years down the road. I'm happy with I'm happy with their entire draft. In fact, but, I mean, they, a couple of reaches, but every baseball team had some reaches this year. So, but uh, uh, Pedroia's as I know you're not asking, but as his career, I think his career is over, unfortunately. So they'll use whoever until this kid is ready to play in a few years. Uh, that would be Jeter Downs. Do you think he's going to push Jeter Downs? Possibly. I mean, Michael Chavis is going to play first and second this year, too, in reserve. But do you guys Peter have, Downs is probably. Do you guys even have a GM anymore? Yeah, Heim Bloom. Who, who? They don't have a coach. They just have a they have, they have a good damage. Well, no, they, got, oh, yeah. rid of, they got rid of their last GM, right? Yeah, see, yeah. he's. Yep. And then we your, got Bloom from Tampa Bay. And then your cheater coach got fired. He got fired, and now we got Ron Renneke as a coach. He's a good. Oh, that's right. Okay. Ron Renneke. Okay. Yep. Um, and for the record, you still owe Mr. Pedroia $12 million next year. Ouch. Okay. Yeah. He's got MVP clauses. That's, that's ambitious. 
Yeah. It is ambitious. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. The Henry family's wealthy. They can afford it. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So you think he's going to bump uh, Jeter down who's the current number one prospect in your system? No. Maybe, who knows? Maybe they'll trade Jeter Downs for somebody down the road. I heard. Or, them, I heard the Mariners suck at trading. They could. They could trade the Mariners. Fleece them out of picks. There you go. <laughs> suck at trading. Look at our number one prospect. We got him in a trade. Number one prospect, Kalenic. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe they'll trade Kalenic for uh, Jeter Downs. Yeah. And there, you go. Uh, there you go. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> Okay. So that's one good trade, Matt. You are correct. That doesn't make up for all the other terrible trades he's made. Anyway, let's go back to the NF, to the MLB draft for a second. With uh, they were going to do something different this year, and they were going to have the MLB draft at the College World Series in Omaha. Do you guys think that would have helped increase viewership of the MLB draft? Okay, it was a great idea at the College World Series. Well, absolutely. I mean, it's going to take time. I, mean, I say, college, like we discussed earlier, college baseball is not that popular. But I thought it was a great idea to move it from the studios in New York. There, I mean, right in the middle of the College World Series. It, I, I was down for it when I heard about it, and I was, I understand why they canceled it, but great move on their part. I, I'm sure Abraham hates it because uh, that would draw attention away from high school players. And- he hates the fact that high school players don't get drafted. I do. So, um, therefore, that you would you would hate the fact that the college World Series would would you know would be broadcast with a draft there. Um, but thank uh, you, yeah, thank you for telling me my opinion. Some, Thanks. I some additional viewers. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, I think they would draw. Yeah, would draw some additional viewers. I mean, most people I think tuned in this year only to watch the first of first round, first day, first round. Yeah. That's it. Um, but that's you know that's that's pretty common. You look at the NFL draft, which gets some great ratings the first day, and then the second day drop way off. So, um, yeah, I think it would. I think it would have been. I think it was a good idea. Uh, obviously, they couldn't do it, and we understand why. But give it a try next year. Let's do it. The so Matt, Matt told everybody my opinion, but I'd like to add to my opinion if that's if that's okay with Matt. Um, no. No. Okay. Well, I'll do it anyway. So <laughs> I. I think I would have paid a little bit more attention had there been some sort of pomp and circumstance to go around it. And I don't mean like the NFL where, oh God, that was just terrible this year, having to listen to everybody's sob story. But it would be kind of interesting if there was a little more, you know, a little more push by ESPN to, you know, get this, you know, to get interest in this. I think they do, ESPN does a terrible job. Well, most things they do a terrible job. But in particular, the MLB draft, they... They don't make a. They don't make a good enough show out of it. Well, what what one thing that they can always improve upon, and I've always complained about, is the, the, what you were just talking about. Is that we, what you mentioned off off top there, touched on briefly. Um, they spend too much time on people's sob stories. Yeah. It's like it's like watching the NBC NBC cover the Olympics. I don't care about your you know. 15 year, you know, you know, try to get to the, to the field. Now I want to see you actually compete now and do it. I want to see a draft where the players announced by the commissioner, uh, and then they cut to analysis and how good this player is and what his stats are and what he'll bring to the organization and the team and, 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 and all that. And yeah, we can see a shot real quick of him and his family celebrating and then move on. 
That's it. I don't. I don't need to hear. Every single person in the NFL draft had lost a father or a grandfather or an uncle or a mother, and they were all had their pictures sitting there, and he had to sit through the sob story for five minutes before they could announce the pick, and it was just uh, focus on the if they focus on the sport. Yeah, I think it could be done be well, done well, and that's what I want. I want you know put your talking heads on there, the guys who who are supposed to know what they're talking about. Have one guy say. Here's the good things about this guy. Here's the bad things about this guy. I have another guy say, well, my projection is he's the next uh, A-Rod or something. You know, that yeah. that's what I want to hear because it's, I, I put an article on seattlesportsunion.com and it was hard to find content on each one of these players, you know, and, uh, you know, in addition to the written word, uh, it, it was hard to find anything that wasn't like from the university that basically is a fluff piece to make the guy sound awesome. Yeah. It's like, no, I want like an analysis. Who is this going to, who is this guy project to be like? And even finding videos on YouTube was, was a challenge. So it, I wish ESPN would focus on that kind of thing. I think more people Real, would watch. I'm not questioning your opinion, but uh, did ESPN have their own coverage? Cause it's usually the MLB channel. And I thought ESPN just simulcast it on their channel. Well, see there, there's a problem right there, right? You would think that there you, uh, go. you think there'd be, yeah, like you said, like a uh, simulcast ESPN kind of just had the, they had like a, like, you know, the little reader board across the bottom. I, I was, wor- oh, okay. I was working, so I couldn't pay too much attention to it. Um, okay. But yeah, they would keep talking. They would do the ESPN thing and talk about things I don't care about as far as this player. Understood. Understood. Make, that makes it more clear. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, no, I did not have it on the MLB network. Was, was it, was it uh, covered better on the MLB network? Yeah, 100% covered more better. They didn't do the, the sob stories. There was a few families that they showed on the internet when they showed the kids get drafted. But I just, they had a guy from Baseball America, they had a guy, the Vanderbilt head coach, do you know, some feedback. But okay, so they were 100% better. I was quite impressed with them. So I think ESPN still to blame on this one. However, I'm going to have to blame the MLB network then because not everybody gets that channel. And it would be, it would behoove well, MLB to have a little better platform, you know, platform to get this information out. Very Maybe enough. you should pay for it. What's that? Maybe you should pay for it if you want quality content. Actually, you are paying for it, but I, yeah, yeah, I do, ha- I do have it. I just didn't. Again, I'm at work. I uh-huh. saw it on ESPN. I popped it up on my iPad when I'm working, and um, I, I would, I would grant you that casual fans of baseball most of them I bet you don't have MLB network correct um, NFL network seems to have a better buy rate than the MLB network and you know I, I think if you're I, I want to go back to what Solak said I think if you simulcast it somehow you might get a better reception from the casual fan copy that <clears throat> all right well Let's go on to the NBA, National Basketball Association. Did you guys see where Kyrie Irving wants to shut down the NBA plan for Orlando? Yes. I, <laughs> I mean, he, he has some good points, but you got to think about all the other players, too. I mean, he's worried about, you know, the focus. it'll take away the focus of the Black Lives Matter movement and, you know, the coronavirus pandemic going on in the world. I, but you got, you got to think of all the other players too. There's, 
there's players that, that don't make $33 million a year. They need, they need the contract. I, I know the risks are going to be taken with, you know, possible virus, but they could still, you know, honor black lives, you know, black lives matter. Even if they still played the season, I don't, I don't see it an issue. I think you can do it more actually having televised, uh, exactly. televised games. But, uh, the, the thing I want to bring up though is, is not necessarily that, um, because yeah, I, I I do agree. If you have a concern that about coronavirus, you shouldn't play. Um, but my yep. question is, why is the NBA Players Association not on the same page? Because they approved this like a week, week and a half ago. Why? <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard about this, but the individual players weren't voting on this. Most of them just said their representative can do whatever, and. So now it passed, and now they're now they're backpedaling the players and their union. Uh, we never voted on this. We never said that, you know, we're, we're going to go uh, go play. Um, well, you had representation that you. Uh, what do you call that when you give your vote to someone else? Um, uh, proxy vote. Yeah, you proxied you proxied this, and so you're kind of complicit in this. I, I feel like there's a huge disconnect within the NBA and their their own players union. I never, never thought about it that way. I mean, who, who consists of the union? I mean, who is it? Is it I mean, baseball, you got Tony Clark representing the major league baseball. You know, who, who, who's running the NBA? I believe the, the players union. I believe they have an executive council and it tends to be guys like LeBron. Uh, Kyrie Irving was by the way on that council. Um, okay. Yeah. There's, this is what's really okay. baffling is like you were at those meetings <laughs> Now there could exactly. be there could be a thing like he could have been like the one dissenting vote, that's possible, um, and yeah, it, it, it's just fascinating that they don't have their act together. Um, but then again, then again, they could be like the Major League Baseball, where they not only don't have their act together as far as the players across the board, they don't know what they're doing. So <laughs> it could be worse. The, uh, <laughs> the, real quick, that uh, that call that you mentioned, the the final vote was twenty eight to zero. Oh, well, oh then, wow. then he would have voted for it. Yeah. So I'm confused. Yeah. What, what's going on here? Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a big thing. If any of you are like in a homeowners association or if you're in a, uh, you know, uh, or even just, you know, the American politics, if you don't like the way something's going, don't surrender your vote. <laughs> exactly. Yep. It, it means something. It, 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 and you know, it, it, if you don't care, if you don't use it, then you'll just have to accept what other people have decided for you. Yeah. You can't complain. You lose, you know, you gave away your, your, your chance to complain really, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I mean, if those guys want, if those guys want to shut out the season, let them shut out the season. If the owners don't care. I mean, there's plenty of players that can create, it's only a eight game season the rest of the year. And then they're going to do the playoffs and they're yeah, worried about it. Just, yeah, this one's Yeah, this one's fascinating because this one's not on the owners. This is a players union like like you said, Matt. It was unanimous. Um, yep. Yeah. A unanimous vote. Uh, when you're voting on these things, you're supposed to be voting whether you want to do it or not, not voting on. Yeah, maybe later I'll <laughs> go back on it. I don't know. And uh, NBA sounds like they still got some work to do. Looks like NHL might be the only one that <laughs> ends up starting. Uh, exactly. I take it back. The MLS will start. Did you guys see that the uh, MLS created a World Cup style season? Yeah. So when do I get my cut? Because that was my idea. 
Oh, that was your idea? So, yeah, well, don't you remember me bringing that up on like one of these podcasts only like yeah. like two months ago? Yeah, and I do remember you gave your uh, your vote by proxy. Oh, and, I did? And it was decided <laughs> that you don't get a cut. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> you did vote on that, or at least your, your vote did count. I voted I voted to not have a vote? Right. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> no, but it is very similar to what you're saying in that rather than a full season, they'll have – uh, six pods of four teams. And then one pod has six teams. Um, and they'll play within these pods and the top two teams in those pods move into a single elimination turn, uh, knockout tournament style. Um, which would be fun. I mean, considering, considering the season usually ends in September, uh, <laughs> you'll still be able to, you'll still be able to end early. And if you end up in a scenario where coronavirus forces you to move back a couple months, you still have this in place. You just start a little bit later, you know? <laughs> um, wait, wait, you said this, the season usually ends in September. How did we have a, a, a MLS cup game in December then? As the playoffs. Well, playoffs um, really that long? Well, no. Um, MLS has this huge problem. Whenever there's a world cup, Whenever there's some silly tournament that I don't really care about, they end up shutting down the league. So that particular, so 2016, when they ended up winning in December, uh, the World Cup, it was either the World Cup or something, the Gold Cup, one of those cups, you know, one of those uh, oh, yeah. major tournaments shut down the league for about three weeks, four weeks in July. <laughs> so they had to move it down. And then, then you add in other things and uh, it stretches it out far too long. Usually the championship game is in October, maybe the first week yeah. of November. I forget, but it's, it's yeah November. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it's, more, yeah, but that's only the championship game. That's not <laughs> the, uh, cause I vividly remember us winning and it was like snowing outside and it was a Christmas <laughs> party I was at. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, back um, to the world the cup seating. real quick. Real quick, I have here's my question. I, I understand the method, and I'll actually watch because I like to watch the World Cup, it, it, and it's exciting. Um, it says they'll play from July to August, and whoever wins is going to go to some Federation Cup or something next year. Right. But it also said it also said that maybe not a Federation Cup, but some Cup in 2021. But it said there's a chance yeah. after that's over, they'll still continue the season. Is that true? That's what I read online. Oh, but the season, the season next year, the season next year, next year. Okay. It's March. Okay. I'm confused. And I'll have to go back when I read, it. I could have sworn they said they'll, they'll still continue the season on at, in September and, and play it out. If there's no coronavirus, you know, second breakout. Oh, so you, you, you're saying you read somewhere that they do this, but it's independent of the regular season. Maybe correct. I did not see that. I didn't see that either. Okay. Um, I could be wrong, but I'm going to, anyways, the part about the winner going to the Federation, uh, it's CONCACAF, like Matt said, um, that's typical. Whoever wins the MLS cup usually gets awarded that. And that starts, and that starts in January. So maybe that's what you're thinking. Uh, because that CONCACAF, uh, plays out throughout the year. Um, okay. And I think it, well, I think it goes from like January to June something to that effect. Um, and it has a little bit overlap with the MLS season, but, um, no, my understanding was that 
they would just do this World Cup style uh, tournament and call it good for the year. And the reason, okay. And and again, the reason the reason why this makes a lot of sense is it's so easy just to move that a month back. You know, if there's another outbreak of coronavirus, you just move this back um, because the season normally would have ended in November. So if it ends in October. No, it, the tournament is July 8th. To, I'm looking at MLS's site right now. Yeah. It says right here, tournament structure, all 26 participating, group stages, blah, 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 blah winners, CONCACAF Legion. At the end, it says regular season continues after tournament. And on the line is apparently regular season points for the team. I am super confused. So you would. So they're gonna they're they're gonna do it. They're gonna whoever wins is gonna get points for um for the regular season. And what's at stake here? Regular season points. Each of the thirty nine group stage games will count for points for the twenty twenty regular season standing. So they're gonna they're gonna do a tournament, and then and and that way they can they can get. Yeah, upon completion of the MLS is back tournament, MLS plans to continue its regular season with a revised schedule in home markets, followed by the MLS Cup playoffs and the 25th MLS Cup. The schedule will be developed at a later date. That seems completely ridiculous. Well, it's that, <laughs> that, I think this way they make up for how they haven't had games for so long. This way they can get a lot of points all at once and squeeze it in, and then they then they resu- hit resume, and it's like they never miss any time. Maybe. I'm guessing. Okay. It just seems kind of weird that you would start a season in September, then go through what? September, October, and then have... Weren't there one or two games played before the season was paused? Yeah, there yes. were. Yeah, yeah, there there were a bunch. Okay, so yeah, so it's just it's 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 just a continuation. That yeah, they'll they'll uh, yeah, the Sounders played two games. Um, I think I'm so, against. I think I'm against that. I do not like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand why they're going back. They would go back. I think they should just do the do the tournament, call it good, and then pause till next year. Hmm. That's weird. So I'm, so I'm not going crazy. You're no, not going I guess insane. Not. <laughs> I, I, think, <laughs> I think the MLS is going crazy. That seems like a really yeah. bad way to operate. Because in it's what weird. sport in what sport do you just change the whole rules of how the season works midway? Exactly. That'd be like saying, like, um, all right, so Major League Baseball, uh, we're, we're going to play single elimination games in April, and then we'll go back to series. And then in the playoffs, uh, we're going to do a home run contest. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't get that. That, That's just baffling to me why they would do this. Anyway, so they're going to do a tournament, World Cup style, play the regular season, then have another tournament, but MLS style. All right. (laughs) Yeah. I'm really – I call it good because there's a 1.1 million prize for the team that wins. Uh, the the tournament, and then you also get a CONCAF, yeah, it's CONCAF uh, Champions League uh, spot that you'll get. Well, you would normally get that anyway if you win the league. Right. But I guess they're adding an extra berth because of the, uh, oh, it's the one that goes. It's, um, Is it for the Supporters' Shield? The, con- the conference leader that didn't win the Supporters' Shield. Okay. 
So they're trying to identify that. Yeah. Okay. Eh, well, all of a sudden I've kind of lost some, it's lost some of the luster for me because the, yeah, end- so I was looking forward to it. Now I'm like, well, what's the, what's the point? Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I interrupted. No, no, no. It's, it, I, it, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's kind of like, thunder. it's kind of like that, uh, U S cup, uh, there's like this tournament that includes all the soccer leagues in the United States called the U S open big deal, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, it's, it's just another way for them to steal more players off the Sounders roster so that we lose a bunch of games in the middle of the season. Yeah. That's yeah. what always happens every year. I hate all these tournaments because they, they interrupt our regular league uh, schedule and we wind up, you know, you know, because we have some of the best players, they're like, yeah, we're going to take three quarters of your team, by the way. And it's like, wait, but then who are we going to start for the next six weeks? You there, know, there was a really fun one when, uh, when we had in, there's some sort of international play going on last year. Um, we only due to, due to players going to their national teams and a couple of injuries, we only had two starters in this, in a, in one of the games. And it was just like, Holy Oh crap. my God. Wow. And we did get, yeah, and it, we did get the, blo- the doors blown off of us uh, in that particular game. And it happens every single every year. year. Yep. Uh, the Sounders, like the Sounders get hit the hardest. It seems like every year. It's crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, so. cool. Um, were there any call outs for this week? Solek? I do I do want to give another call out to the Everett Aqua Sox. I, I visited them this week and saw Ashley who does the marketing and Danny was there and we had, had a good talk and we had I got some swag including she special ordered me an, a big baseball cap which I was so happy she remembered <laughs> last summer she did. So top customer service there they over the top and the, and I also got a, they're having a sale right now. You buy a hat, you get a free Jay Buhner Funko. I know we all got ours last summer, but I want to throw that out there. And they do have a lot of new swag that they were starting to open up all their boxes. So go check them out. All right, great. And thank you everybody for listening this week. Check us out at Seattle Sports Union for all our great articles as well. Check us out on Facebook, like us, in fact, um, and check out us, check us out, uh, all our great tweets at Seattle Sports U. Also, there's going to be a video coming out. Check us out on our YouTube channel, which we've restarted. Have a great day, everybody. Later.